0: that energy of that relationship needs to make sense for you now mm-hmm. right but if you have never checked in on what your needs are now then you're holding a lot of baggage from past relationships that you know might not outwardly be taking things from you but i am of the mind if something is not giving energy it is taking right right there is kind yeah. of no net neutral there yeah
1: Hey, it's Emily here and I am so grateful for you tuning in to this episode. From building and maintaining a nine-figure sales organization to speaking around the globe and now creating the It's Emily Lifestyle blog, thank you for being a part of my journey. My mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the skills, the encouragement, the tactical strategies, and inspiring stories while we continue to become purposeful entrepreneurs and leaving a positive impact anytime other's lives, as we're called to do so. So with that being said, it's time to deplug from your outside world and plug into your new world here. So let's dive in. Hello, hello, everyone. I have a special podcast episode for you today that selfishly I am excited to learn all about, but I know you are as well, as I've been getting so many questions throughout my career about friendship who should i be friends with i have too many friends i don't have enough friends i have old friends new friends all the things about friends but i And first of all, so delighted to introduce you to a woman who inspires me. After listening to her on another podcast, I did a deep dive and I'm truly so inspired by who she is and the creative work she's putting out in the world. And so her name is Erin Faulkner, and she is an author, a digital entrepreneur, and a psychotherapist. In 2018, she released the critically acclaimed self-improvement female empowerment book, How to Get Shit Done. So ladies, we need to get that book as well. Why women need to stop doing everything so they can achieve anything. Since 2008, She's been the editor-in-chief and co-owner of Pick the Brain. Now this is so cool. I went to the website and I just started to see all the different blogs she had, all the things that all my ladies love. So you need to check it out. Um, she has been everywhere. She has been on news broadcast. You can go to you know watch her on YouTube. And she is here with me today with her recent book, How to Break Up with Your Friends. So this is going to be so fun to learn all about Aaron and again Aaron so many people that are listeners they are entrepreneurs and they're building businesses and you know they have all these questions and so first let's just start like about you because we want to learn all about you tell us about yourself.
0: Well first of all thanks so much for having me. It's great to be chatting and and to virtually meet, you know, connect with your audience. As you said, my name is Erin Falconer. I am a Canadian living in Los Angeles. I am an author, a digital entrepreneur, psychotherapist. I wear many hats. And yeah, I live primarily in the female empowerment space. And that's what I love to write about. I think it's very important more now than ever. I feel like women are you know, on the one hand, hitting their stride; on the other hand, just being pummeled. Uh, you know, coming out of this pandemic, and uh, for you know many other reasons. And so, um, any way that I can lend my voice to kind of help bolster, reaffirm, support women trying to you know carve out their own identity and place in the world in an authentic way, I'm a, a thousand percent here for. And um, so. You mentioned both of my books and uh, they are, you know, well, they might seem slightly different in the sense that the first one is very rooted in like questioning and exploring what true female productivity looks like. And the second one is really a relational book. Um, but this, it is still the same process. It is goes deep into self exploration and deep into a self audit and really understanding the landscape of the energies in your life, the voices in your life, um, the goals in your life and, and setting yourself up to be, you know, able to, again, live as authentically, uh, as possible and feel as kind of seen and supported as, as, as we deserve and need to be.
1: Mm, so powerful, so beautiful. And, you know, what, what caused you to write this book? How, how to break well, up you know, with your friends? It, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's funny. So I talk a lot in the first book about intuition and channeling that inner voice and, you know, finding the answers within as you and I kind of talked before yeah. we hit record. And so as I was looking to the follow-up of the first book, how to get shit done, I went down a lot of different kind of dead ends uh, coming up with, you know, what like productivity 2.0 2. could look like. And either the material just wasn't inspiring me or it felt like a retread. And I was getting very frustrated because I was like, God, what the, what's going to, you know, everybody's yeah. asking me what's, you know, what's coming out, what's going Yeah. Out especially my agent, <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> when's this coming, when's this coming out? And, uh, so I was frustrated. I, I didn't really, I, I really didn't have a firm grasp on what the idea could be. And I woke up one morning, um, at like 6am, which is way earlier than I normally wake up. And I was kind of half awake, half asleep. And this, I, this phrase, how to break up your friends was just in my head. And I was like, what is this? And I kind of tried to go back to sleep. Couldn't really. And for the next couple of days, it just kept resurfacing It just kept resurfacing. And, um, to kind of take it to, to, what I said about being in the, in my first book about really being tuned into mm. those like markers that are within you. I stopped after a couple of days and said, what the hell is this? What, why does this keep coming up? And, uh, I started to look at my own friendships and one in particular. Um, and, and I was like, Oh my gosh. And on paper, I would have said like, we are BFFs and you know, one of my ride or dies kind of thing. And then as I looked at it, I was like, Jesus, like for, I've got so many built up you know, kind of irritations, resentments and nothing, nothing like huge, like no, like, and this is what I kind of find in, when you look at the landscape of female friendship there's no contrary to what the media kind of you know shows there was no big like she stole my my partner yeah you know she took my job it's not like a big stabbing it's death by a thousand cuts and so that's what i kind of found like in this first relationship you know god on paper i'd say we were you know best friends and yet there's so much distance between us Uh, how did I get here? Uh And then, so I started to look my next friend and my next friend. And I, I just found there were so many, you know, either irritations or indifferences where I felt like I missed them, even though we were actively in a relationship. And the big epiphany that I had out of that is like, I can't believe this is the first time I'm doing this. And Mm -hmm. as you probably heard me say on this other podcast, but it bears repeating is like, we are a culture that is obsessed with, um, you know, information, right? Every calorie we eat, we know every gram of fat, every gram of protein. We wear watches that tell us every single stupid step we're taking in a day. We, you know, the Marie Kondo's of the world have taught us to hold up a chair or a sweater and ask if they bring joy. And yet the people in our lives, you know, very little, very little information Mm. about very little audit on, and that is a really missed opportunity. And so as I dove deeper into this, while it is not a linear line with productivity, I think it dovetails very nicely in the sense that we have this missed opportunity of this group of relationships that we usually, we normally just view as nice to have in this friendship. And so as opposed to what a real relationship takes work it takes conflict resolution it takes you know it takes Mm. vulnerability and so if we could tap into these this group of relationships in a really intentional meaningful way i think we up how much support we have how much you know, we control how we're seen in a different way. Yeah. I think this ultimately ups your energy and how you approach or attack the rest of the facets of your life. And so, I think it dovetails very nicely with productivity, actually, in the end. Although it's a very kind of curvy line. Together. Oh
1: wow! So so many key points you're saying that are deeply resonating uh, with me. And and I will tell you that, you know, being an achiever, being a woman who loves to get it done, and I know you live your yeah. life with great intention and service to the world personally Aaron I have struggled for many many years of finding friendships and then maintaining them without the guilt that comes with it and then my old right. group of friends that I feel like I've grown out of it I and I and I get the feelings of you know they want to do a zoom they invite me to their baby shower they have all these things that they're inviting me to which is nice. But I feel like, oh, I don't want to go or, oh my gosh, like, and for a while, I questioned like, am I normal? Am I, -hmm. you know, until I found a couple, I say a couple, good girlfriends in, in LA and in, in, in Malibu area that that saw me differently, the energy was different when we got together. So, I mean, maybe you can unpack some of that. Um, it, I'm normal, right? Like, obviously, yes. <laughs> okay, because it's- Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, that's the thing. We kind of go through life collecting, collecting these relationships blindly, and because we don't do an audit around them, you've got a lot of people in your life that, most probably at one period or not the relationship really served you and you it. But if you are a person that's remotely interested in self-improvement, in evolving as a person, you're gonna go in one direction and that doesn't mean that the relationship always follows or the person always follows, and that doesn't mean that they're in a better or worse place than you. It's just different. Mm-hmm. And yet we're still hanging on to these relationships out of a sense of obligation because there's, you know, I as I like to say the length of time that you've been in a relationship with somebody is not a strong enough catalyst to keep that going. Yeah, There has to be more. You have, it has to make sense. That energy of that relationship needs to make sense for you now. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you have never checked in on what your needs are now, then you're holding a lot of baggage from past relationships that, you know, might not outwardly be taking things from you, but I am of the mind. If something is not giving energy, it is taking, right. right. There is kind yeah. of no net neutral there. Yeah. And so, um, and then we get very much, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a problem if both parties kind of have a an, an under an unspoken understanding that they're just drifting apart. Right. That is fine. That is kind of the ebb and flow of life where it does become very problematic is in the example that you just brought up is that the, that, that you are not aligned in in your understanding of where this relationship is. And one person is much more keen to keep it going Mm -hmm. than you are, right? And so then what do you do with that? So what we traditionally do (laughs) is be we say yes to things in baby showers and and events that we really mean no to. And we go to those and feel crappy or annoyed we don't say our truth. Right. So we're just like kind of numbing to the situation. Unfortunately, you can't just numb, you know, in relationships, you can't just really numb to the things you don't like. Mm. You end up numbing across the board and we never want to be living in a world where we're numbing. Right. 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 Because then you don't have access. You might not have access to the irritation, but you also don't have access to the joy. And then what's the point? So there's that. But what, what kind of also dawned on me um, as I began writing this book and, and I think this is what you're kind of speaking to is that you know as a therapist, um, when I looked at it, uh, you know what I kind of do for a living, um, you know we have in traditional therapy individual therapy, group therapy, mm-hmm. couples therapy, nothing for friends. And I'm not suggesting that friend couples you know run out and go see a therapist, although I don't think that would be a bad idea either, yeah. if you were really, you know, if you really, because some of these relationships are extremely profound right. and, and, and worth, you know, making even that level of, of, of effort towards, but short of that, what that, what it meant, what this meant to me, this realization is that there's no language out there in the zeitgeist for navigating conflict mm-hmm. in these relationships. Mm-hmm. There's no blueprint for how to get into a new relationship or out of an existing one that's no longer serving, you, or even what a really good friendship should look like, right? Right. right. What should the expectation be on these relationships? Mm-hmm. And so that's why it was important for me to also write this book is to help create language, so that while at the beginning, it feels like we feel guilty, we feel awkward when we, you know, have to self advocate, or when we have to disappoint or put up a boundary. But long term, the, the goal is to have it kind of feel like a second skin or second nature, yeah. like it does, largely with romantic relationships. You know, we have very kind of clear expectations about what we will or will not tolerate, and mm. even if we do tolerate something, there's a very clear litmus like felt sense of like, ooh, this doesn't feel right. Right. And yet, in with friendships, it, it's like you, just like you said, you have the reaction of like, God, am I not normal? Is this not, you know? And yeah. it's because we don't talk about it and we don't practice you know, just kind of being really wildly intentional in these relationships and, Mm -hmm. and, and being, and communicating, you know, we're so often in our heads, our own narratives about what's going on. And again, those taking energy, taking energy, taking energy, we want to get out of that. We want to get into creation, relationship creation that is giving, bringing energy. Right. Right. Um, So it's going to take a second until we really understand and start to be able to talk about this, but, but, and that's why I'm so, you know, thankful for you having me on the show because any, um, any kind of vehicle I have to say, Hey, just let's start talking about Mm -hmm. this. Um, I think the quicker we get to, uh, get through the awkwardness and into just the real practical, like living, um, you know, again, like, uh, as authentically as yeah. possible.
1: Yeah, like- yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Because I mean, the, the thing is, this is just so needed for for me, for everybody. Because there is these friendships that I have, Aaron, and they they're constantly texting. They get. I feel like I am never good enough. Like I can't. I right. listen. I'm not your girl. I'm not your girl. Like I'm not yeah. about gossip. I'm not. I am yeah. so like focused and. Um, it's almost like I hang out with them and I feel like it's for Instagram almost. It feels very, it just feels weird. And so acknowledging the feeling, which I've totally been doing, and which I'm sure our listeners have been too, like we're aware, but then it's like, what do we do with this? And so... There, there is a chapter in the book. You, may, you guys may be thinking like, oh my gosh, is this whole book about how to break up with friends? No, there's a chapter in the book. Right. That's how to break up with friends and the language to do that. But what I found, and I was just like devouring this in bed last night with my little robe on and my little dog at my feet. I'm like, this is just so introspective. Like this is causing me to look deep within myself right now. And that's what I'm super stoked about even going further with it.
0: It. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, it's funny because there is only one there's ten chapters in this book and there's only one on how to break up with your friends, and there's nine on the importance, the real importance, um, you know, for to your physical well-being, your mental well-being, your emotional well-being, and then how to do them a lot better mm. uh than you're currently doing them, even if you do think that you're, you know, like a ten out of ten superstar friend um, it's worth checking and say, am I, you know, and, and how could I be doing this better? Because we live in such a world of chaos now, um, that it's really easy to like, think you're behaving one way. And then in reality, that's just thoughts in your head. You're not, you're not actually behaving that way. And so, um, and one of the things that I think that I really like about the book is that to your point, like, how do we've got all these conflicted feelings and I kind of know I have a sense that, you know, this isn't right or I'm not happy in this situation, but now what the hell do I do with it? And so at the end of every chapter, there's homework that to really literally start to get you started on like, this is the way I should be looking at this and how am I doing it right now? These are the specific people in my life and how do I feel about X, Y, and Z? And, you know, and of course the book starts with you. The first chapter is your best friend should be your own. And it does start with you. And that's the thing. And I think that's what is ultimately so scary for people. And another reason why we do kind of run from the, you know, getting deeper in these relationships in a meaningful way is the first step is really understanding yourself in a deeper Mm -hmm. way. And, you know, understanding who you are, you know, where you are, how you got here and where you want to go. And until you have the answers to those questions that you're not going to get in five minutes that you really have to sit with and steep with. And, and, and um, again, not for a year, but like for, you know, days and maybe even weeks to really understand the answers to those Mm -hmm. questions until you can understand those questions. You've been out there blindly collecting your team right? Huh. How can you treat, how can people support you yeah. if you don't even know the ways in which you need to be supported, right. right? And so that first kind of responsibility piece lies on us as individuals to do this work mm. and then be able to communicate and articulate um, the answers to those questions mm. to, to the world. And only then can you start to kind of put in place Uh, you know, uh, the people that can best kind of serve you and you then it's really important to understand. There's a lot of situations where somebody can really help you out, but what, how then can you reciprocate that? Because again, these things are deeply relational and it doesn't work on a one way. Yeah. I
1: always call it the equal energy exchange. Those are the most beautiful relationships. And it's, it's so funny because, you know, I talk a lot about the law of attraction, but then put your butt in action with Mm -hmm. it. And it's, it's like, Uh, 2019 was it or no? Yeah, right. Bo- no, right before COVID, actually. I, yeah, I, I went to the beach in Malibu on January 1st. I was single at the time, and I wrote out here's the attributes I want in a partner, right? Like, and I, I'm not gonna settle for this. And, and literally, I met my significant other a month later. Um, But I, I think of that even for friends. Like, as I'm reading totally. this, is like you know what yeah. are those values and and what contrast would you like and mm-hmm. and what are you know like one of my richest friendships i have she lives a life of intention and so do i so we just get each other like we can right. we can just pick it up and it's like We haven't seen each other in three months and we can just sit in silence together and it's beautiful. We can cry together. We don't judge each other. And it's like the most beautiful friendship. But I feel like I had to get really intentional to get those kind of women in my life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It is exactly the same process about, as you said, about the romantic partnership doing the same kind of, kind of audit again, starting with yourself about what do I really need? What do I really want? How do I really want to be seen? And then just placing your energy there, right, is often enough to start kind of the pull of of those people. And even if they already exist in your orbit, just putting them front Mm. and center energetically in your world, right? So again, it's not about like, necessarily like as I said, like going through your machete, your your contact list with a machete. That's not what this is about. This right. is about being really strategic and intentional with your energy. And of course, you probably will have to do make some tough decisions. Um, but it's not going to be the that's going to be the the very small yeah. part of what you're doing is actually literally cutting people out of your life. It is the assessment piece and the rearranging of the energy and the energies in your world. And I don't say that in a woo-woo yeah. way. I mean, in terms of your ability, yeah. you know, we're all we are is energy, right. right? So your ability to be really standing firm in that energy and then pulling the energies that you want into your life. But that's not luck. That's just about awareness, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's about awareness. And so we're, we're, we're out there blind for a lot of the time and we got to get, we got to get some contact lenses in here.
1: Right. Because one good relationship can change your life, can help you. I mean, after sometimes, even when I'm in a little bit of a funk, like my uh, spouse, he'll just say to me, like, you probably need to be with your girlfriends like just go because yeah. it's like you Emily you go 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 you just need to go unwind and it, it just really fulfills so much of my soul and and, yeah. and but I, I think Erin I think some of us kind of forgot about that during COVID maybe even mm-hmm. or you know yeah. like what can it do for well, your health it's
0: funny yeah well it's funny because I sold this title in February 20 February 23rd 2020 that was three weeks before we went into lockdown. I thought this was an important topic then. I could not have possibly imagined how relevant and timely it would become just three weeks later as all of these people are kind of ripped out of our lives as we go into these super micro bubbles, right? And, um, And so I think definitely, absolutely, like the loneliness factor of what has gone on um, over the past couple of years, the feelings of separation and isolation. Even if you even if you are in a romantic partnership or have children of your own, it's still very isolating. Right. And and and. And you know, you're taking on a million different roles now, you know, working from home. Maybe your child has school from home. Now your husband or your 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 wife are, are now in your space. And so it's become so much the 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 importance of friendship as an outlet has become that much more important, right? Mm-hmm. As we try and distill and metabolize all the craziness that's going on at home. And yet we didn't have that really at our disposal, these relationships at our disposal, certainly not in the, in the same way we, we did, you know, just pre pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's also important. Um, do you know the psychotherapist, um, Esther Perel? Yeah. If Yeah. And so she, for anybody listening that doesn't know, is just a really, really, um, kind of iconic couples therapist. Yeah. And among other things, she has a very, very great podcast called where should we begin? And, um, i've been hearing her talk about a lot lately is the importance of friends and friendship to the romantic relationship Mm. in the sense that nowadays partners romantic partners have become everything are everything right you know where there's no separation of church and state there isn't somebody going off to the office and somebody taking care of the house right every worlds are totally enmeshed we're co-parenting together we're doing yoga together we're talking about politics there's no mystery. There's no, it's too much pressure for any, nobody can be your, exactly. Right? You only, you can do yeah. everything. And so, but what we're doing is having this romantic partnership where there and we kind of pass it off as like we're soulmates. And, and well, I love that notion. And I, and I do think it is important to kind of right. find somebody that is, you do feel right. that way about You need to have a separation and one person cannot be everything. And so cultivating a group of three or four, whatever your magic number is, of of friends that fulfill different needs in you and where you can offload and and download different parts of Mm. who you are and parts of your day to take pressure off of the romantic relationship so that it can just live. And there's already enough of the drudgery of life and romantic relationship, paying bills, you know, school stuff for kids, whatever. Mm-hmm. So allowing a little magic and mystery to kind of Ugh. re-enter that relationship. So important to be able to have an outlet in these very, you know, other important relationships, but we just, we just don't think of them that, right. like, that way. We think about like, you're taking time away from your romantic relationship
1: that's exact this when i talk to women they're like i have the kids i have the business i have the hubby whatever and so they're like. I, I cannot do that girls weekend. It's just not going to, mm-hmm. when, if right. you, I believe if you have rich relationships and they add value, then it's actually going to, you're going to slow down to speed up. You're going to, you're going to totally. totally get Absolutely. it reinvigorated. And it is so huge. But what you're saying with the relationship thing, yeah, you need like your own identity. You need to miss someone. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. Like, yeah. And-
0: when for me, you know, my first book was very rooted in what I had a startup and I used to be in the internet world very heavily. And you know, when I was, when I was in that world, I, that nothing would make me happier than a four o'clock text from a friend canceling drinks plans. I'd literally felt like I have won the lotto. You know what I mean? It's just like, yes. Yeah. And, and it feels counterintuitive when you're super busy to like, have those drinks meetings or those coffee meetings, right? It feels like that should, can be the first thing you can take. I'm yeah. really busy, but it's, it's the thing you need to double down mm-hmm. on, right? It's the thing that allows you to regenerate. It'll thing it allows you to take your foot off the brake for a second. It allows you to explore a different part of yourself. Yeah. And again, that's why it's important to have meaningful yeah. friendships because if it's just about going to have a drink, you know, in a crowded bar, wherever you're sitting at a table and oh, everybody yeah. you're with is Instagramming, that is not retroactive. Right. But being able to really connect with somebody like you're talking about one of your best friends to be able to go and sit with them and just like feel their energy with you and you mm-hmm. with them is exactly what you mm-hmm. need when you're really busy and you've, you've got a lot of life happening. Again, it also just one of the beautiful things about friendships is that and what I write, one of my favorite parts about the book is, is friendships are great for all of these, and I can talk about them, and I just remember that you asked me about all of the physical and mental health benefits, but for me, one of the most important things about friendships is is the way they unlock different mm. parts of the self, mm. right? In other words, you reveal you reveal, or understand or unlock different parts of yourself relationally as you're relating uh, with these other close intimate relationships. Yeah. And so again, you have an ability to just tap into a very diverse dynamic side of yourself that you just don't, can't do if you're locked in that kind of, I'm just working all the time, I'm just seeing my romantic partner or I'm just with my children. That's a very narrow um, existence as it pertains to, you know, all of the colors that you are, you're locked in a very monotone kind of, you know, neutral color palette here. Friendship is the ability and having good friends is the ability to unlock those different colors, Mm. different shades, which is, at the end of the day, what it's all about, right, is that ability to just understand yourself Ugh. and unlock different parts of yourself as long as, you know, you can be on this earth, Ugh. right? Otherwise, yeah. you're stuck in a monotony, and even though you're there and you're making money and let's say your kids are doing well and you're in a happy romantic relationship, it does start to feel one note, yeah. right? And that's where I think a lot of the frustration, yeah. the burnout, the irritation comes yeah. from right is yeah not being able to tap into those other you know open up the apertures as wide as you can't i always say oh
1: you're just all this i'm realizing so much by you saying this because having the contrasted female friendships especially for me it opened up different parts of me like i feel like one of my friends who's a, a yoga person Extreme into meditation, she does breath work. It literally through one of the most painful times of my life. It's like she just showed up, and we had that equal energy exchange. And because of the contrast of me opening up and and being in her world, I I started to do breath work, which completely right. changed me. Totally. And so it's it's having that contrast. And I think even you know it's beautiful to have have friends that have different beliefs as you.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Like different, you know,
1: how you grew up, you know, Jehovah witness, or, you know, I just love to learn these different things. And these, I always, you know, it's the same reason I always tell everybody in their lifetime, go to a third world country, please, you know, but it's having that, that it's just the richness of your life. And, and I, I know so many people are listening right now and they're going, okay, but how do I find these people?
0: <laughs> right. You know, yeah.
1: like how exactly. do I find them?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so y- you read a really important point that I I like to talk about a lot as well. And one of the things when you're kind of um, looking at you know who your kind of inner circle people are, one of the things you really want to pay attention to is: have I are all of these people like me? Right. And while you want to have the same moral code and the same core values, that is important. I think it's really important now more than ever as we're in such a weird and divisive time, specifically in this country, in the United States, to really be, you know, really, really on the lookout for people that bring a different life experience to the table than you have and whether that's a different they grew up with a different you know religion or in a different part of the world mm-hmm. or with a different sexual identity yeah just a, just a daily and it's not about going out and finding token friends that's not what this is about but it's having a genuine curiosity about what different life experiences um are and how and how you can welcome and them into your world. And again, what parts understanding and having a deeper understanding of these different life experiences, what that can do in terms of unlocking different parts of yourself. And then also you being able to share your different life experience with them. It allows you to be more invested in where you came from and where you're coming from and sharing that experience with somebody, I think is, is, is really, um, dynamic and necessary because what I see happening a lot, and it's important to have people that have a do have a similar life yeah. experience from you, you know, and I talk about all the different friend categories to yeah. kind of call out and look at in the book because there's a sense of comfort there. There's a sense of really being able to be seen without having to use words or explain it. So it is important to have those people, but what you can't have is all the people be like that because then you've just created an echo chamber, right? And yeah. there's no ability for growth. There's no ability to change your mind or change your position or see things in a different way. And that is, as I said, is like, it's almost now dangerous Yeah, we're living in such a divisive situation. What we want to be doing is embracing and having curiosity about things and situations that are different from us, not just as a nice to have for ourselves, but almost as like a, a responsibility, mm-hmm. a collective responsibility Um out there in the United States. Yeah.
1: To raise the consciousness for sure. And that echo chamber thing resonates deeply because all my friends used to do the exact same thing I did. We literally talked the same, walked the same. Like it was just like, no, 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 no. Like I woke up and I'm like, okay, why am I so bored? Why do I feel just like I'm not learning anything new? And then we only think we're right. Our way is right. The way we do business was right. Where when I started to have different friendships I think it allows you to be empathetic as well and
0: absolutely which is sorely missing yeah and and we need to really be working on that and practicing
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's so good I, I love it this has just been such a great conversation now I would love to know just a couple pieces of advice just if because I had a lot of questions come in from Instagram. Everyone's like, oh my God, what is this book? First of all, everyone needs to get the book ASAP. Um, so you can do the lessons as well. Um, but I had a few questions from people of, you know, they're like, I do have, you know, friends from, they, they've been my friends forever. Um, I think that's why we're still friends. But how, what do I do? What's my next step? Do I need to like, have a conversation, or I had someone write to me and they're like, I just kind of run away from my problems. So, you know, right. they, they just kind of flee and they're like, I'm just going to avoid it. Should I just avoid but it or should I address definitely
0: it? Not. <laughs> you definitely should not avoid it because we think that we're that they're not dealing with it, but often we're dealing with it in a much more out of control way. It's just happening subconsciously. Right? So your energy is spinning you when you don't face something head on, it doesn't mean it goes away, right? It's just the process with which it is, it is going to haunt you is a lot longer, and it's a lot quieter. Again, you don't, you don't have an upfront kind of, um, I won't say confrontation, but you don't, you're not dealing with something head on, so it feels less like it's. There's less of a, it's less present. Right. But actually, you know. All of, you know, I, I find this culture is very avoiding in general and uh-huh. avoiding a kind of conflict Millennials. and I, yeah. And I honestly feel like we're seeing so much sickness and, uh-huh. you know, physical sickness and stuff. And I feel like this it's due in, in no small part to this ability. We're holding all these things that we think we're ignoring. We think we're ghosting. We think that now if we don't look at it, it's not there. But just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Oof. What's what, it is there, and it's just in a way that you because you're not managing it, it is managing you, right? So, so, um, so yeah. That the the legacy friendship is a really tricky one, and that's that's the question I get a lot. Um, so you've been friends with somebody for a long time. Um, particularly if it's like something from childhood, you know, or, or, you know, you're really form, you know, formidable years, like Mm -hmm. when you're growing and really discovering who you are. So they, you know, at, at, at a certain point, they really served a purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the first thing that you have to say, uh, you, you have to look at is, is this, if, if this could be something of value, would I make the effort to keep this alive? Is there enough value here for, if I made the effort, could this still be something, um, if the answer to that is no, we're just in very different places yeah. um, in our lives. And I feel like it just either it's not worth my effort, or it would take so much work that I don't have that bandwidth for this, then you need to ask yourself the question, uh, are we on the same page? Is this something that we can kind of both drift out of gracefully? And that to me is not nor ignoring, right? that is. Making a conscious choice that I'm not going to rock a boat here because yeah. there's nothing to necessarily save. Right. But we both kind of understand that this served a real purpose at one point and now it does not. Uh, it no longer does. Then you, I think, in that context, you can let it kind of flow. Back to what we were talking about earlier, though, the problem is, is if you are not aligned and if one person is really trying to hang out, uh, hang <laughs> out and you're not, then you're, what's going to happen is you're going to um, get yourself in a predicament because you're either the one that wants to see the other person and they don't or they want to see you and, not. Yeah. and and either way, there are kind of icky feelings there. You either feel guilt or resentment or you feel like you're bitchy or you feel like irritated, like, why don't they just get it? Like Mm -hmm. I keep putting off plans. But that is again uh, operating out of the passive and you don't wanna operate out of the Mm -hmm. passive. You wanna be actionable and intentional in life Mm -hmm. even though that might feel like upfront it's the harder choice, Mm -hmm. long-term it is absolutely not. And so I think having a quick conversation or it depends the nature. I mean, if you're not somebody that is speaking at all frequently on the phone, maybe it's a message. this is really a person by person situation. So uh, hard for me to speak generally, but saying, listen, I, I, I I value and I love, and I respect our time together when we were fill in the blank, you know, going through college together, growing up in our neighborhood where, you know, and be very specific about what was meaningful about that relationship, how it might've, you know, changed you or supported you Mm. or helped you or, you know, be be very positive and say, uh, but I do feel like, you know, as we've got older, we have kind of, you know, gone in different directions. And from a bandwidth perspective, I feel like I cannot give this relationship what it needs. Mm. And I feel like I'm disappointing you or it. And I don't want that to be the the, the guiding memory of what, we, the, what we've had together. I want the things that I just mentioned at the top to yeah. be the guiding, you know, memory of what we had together. And so I just want to be clear that it is not even necessarily personal. My life is just orbited, you know, evolved in orbits in this world and it seems that yours is this. And so, uh, you know, I just need to be clear from a bandwidth perspective that I am not, I can't hang out with you. I can't do the calls with the frequency that you seem to require respectfully. So, um, and it's out of that respect that I just need to be clear Ooh. about what I can and can't do and do not want to you know, disappoint you or tarnish the good, the very good stuff that we had going on in, in previous versions of our lives.
1: So good. I, I know I can like sense people are trying to write notes right now. They're like listening and you can go <laughs> back because her verbiage is so good. Bandwidth. I use that word bandwidth all the freaking time. I yeah, really bandwidth. do.
0: It's a good one. Something that yeah.
1: just activated for me when you were speaking, I feel like I just got to say it really quick is there's so many people that are leading teams, leading businesses, they're mentoring, they're coaches, they're guides, they're, you know, and from a personal um, perspective, like leading so many people, it was just like, I wore that as a badge of honor and I still do and it's my calling but I forgot for so long, Erin, to to really have a couple people, I'm not talking about a lot of people, a couple friends that I can be deeply vulnerable with, that I can go deep with, because when you're serving a lot, when you're a therapist, when you're leading people, whether you're leading your little babies, you're leading people it's like you owe it to yourself to have those deep friendships and i just know that i have so many leaders listening to this and they're constantly guiding people mentoring people but they're not filling their cup right do you get that a lot do you feel that
0: totally Yeah, totally, and I feel that personally, and I I I talk about that a little bit in the book of like understanding the different friendship styles. And so for me, when I was looking at that, like I am kind of like the fixer. Like I'm like, it's like in my world, like my friends, like if they come to me, like if they've got a big job interview in the morning, or if they're going through not not necessarily crisis, but like if they have a dilemma and they want a workshop, you know, you know, what do you think about this? And so, and I wear that. I think what you just said, I wear that badge very proudly, you know, and what I realized though, is that I was never showing up vulnerable because I was like, well, I, that's going to ruin my friendship cred, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm the one that people come to for the answers. What, what does that say (laughs) about me when I show a different side of me? And the truth is I'm never going to be leading with, oh my God, I don't know what to do more than ever so often. I'll still be leading with the, you know, the energy that I normally bring to the relationship, but it is a much richer experience Mm -hmm. for the relationship when I can show vulnerability. And not only is it richer for the relationship, it's much better for me, right? The ability to be real and to kind of just, man, I don't have the answer and I'm freaking out. And what do I do? And to be able to just, just explore that side of myself is unbelievable. You know what it's Mm. done for me. And again, I'm not going to be, that doesn't mean I'm leading up, you know, on tear, you know, teary eyes that often, you know what I mean? But to know that I can do it and want to do it when it is relevant, it also has been unbelievable to watch how it's been received by my friends, where I thought it would ruin a friendship kind of cred. Um, they're so honored by it, you know? And so like, wow, thank you for, you know, sharing this and being, you know, you know, and so the relationship really benefited from it as well. So, um, and people that are, you know, the ones that, for example, might be on the other side of that, that are the ones that are like um, more vulnerable all the time. It's also time to try and flex other muscles yeah. and show up for people, not just with like, I've got questions and you're, you always have great answers, but really show up in a different role when you've got something to say, because you do have something to say. So lean into Hmm. that a little more too. Um, And again, to to go back to this, just up the aperture, open it up and see the different parts of yourself. And again, you can lead with who you are, but explore how you could be a little different. And it's a very rewarding process. Mm. It's scary, but it's rewarding.
1: Absolutely. Well, it's time. It's time for everyone to grab the book, to dive deep. This is all about diving deep. And on the other side of it is a life that is so much richer with experience and you owe it to yourself. Don't you believe that? Like everyone owes it to their self.
0: This isn't just a nice to have. Yeah. This is something there's a real responsibility around it. You owe it to yourself and, and you owe it to the other people you Mm. really care about. Right. It's, um, these relationships are not nice to have. They require work. Um, and, but on the other side of that work is a whole Mm, lot of greatness. It is, And, and so the goal is opening up, starting conversations so that we can get onto that other side of greatness.
1: Absolutely. And we're not meant to live life alone. And, you know, whether if you're listening to this and you feel sad, if you feel like you're going through so much, like we all are and our creator, whatever you believe he he for me he created relationships by design right. and so let's get intentional this is what i love about this woman Erin. you are intentional you are a badass <laughs> you are an inspiration so where can everyone connect with you
0: you can get the books on amazon or barnes and noble or indie books you can find me on social um at aaron falconer or at pick the brain on all things social um my blog is pickthebrain.com and you can find out more about you know, all the things that I'm doing, including, um, my therapy work at Erin Oh, awesome.
1: Go see her, get the book tag, Aaron when you're reading it, when you're doing the lessons. Please do. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Oh, thank you so much. This is great.
1: I'm so grateful. You've listened all the way through as that right there, my friend says a lot about your commitment to your personal empowerment. If you truly found value in this podcast, then screenshot this podcast right now, put it on your Instagram stories and tag me at it's Emily, as I'd love to see you taking that step to empower others. Remember to also go leave a comment on what your biggest takeaway was from this episode on my most recent post on Instagram. Within two hours of this podcast dropping, We always pick two random winners every Sunday and gift each winner a $50 Amazon gift card. Lastly, it means the world if you take just 10 seconds to share the same takeaway in the review section on iTunes as it really helps amplify this podcast to more people. Remember to always spread light, spread love, and pay it forward, my friends. I believe in you.